0: Hello and welcome to Sketch in Review, uh, a weekly SNL sketch review podcast. This is a sketch-up episode because technical <laughs> difficulties are the bane of my existence. <laughs> so, uh, so you might notice that this is coming out well over a week late. <laughs> uh, and uh, pretty much so, we, we tried to record the episode uh, on the Tuesday, it was the earliest we could get it done. Uh, we tried yep. to record it on Tuesday, but uh, for that recording, uh, there was a technical difficulty with my mic, and so I was muted the entire time. Luckily, yep. we only got 20 minutes into it. Yeah. Uh, then, so we were like, all right, let's try again <laughs> the next day, be fresh. The next day, my webcam broke. So I had to buy a new webcam. <laughs> Why also now I look so much, like, clearer as opposed to this shit, like, (laughs) integrated webcam on my laptop. (laughs) Now you're getting a 1080p. (laughs) Ooh. I think. Well,
1: you're not going to get a 1080p on account of the fact that uh, (laughs) uh, there's no way we're uploading this in anything better than 720p. (laughs) But I, Connor, will currently be seeing Billy in
0: 1080p. Yeah, I don't know how uh, that and
1: then, of course, work. there's the fact that uh, you know you're uh, the, a lot of the people will be listening and not watching, and th- that's not going to change anything. But uh, but this is a nice webcam, it needs be said. <laughs> need,
0: everyone needs to know that I got a nice ish webcam. <laughs> uh. I spent an amount of money on that I forget now, but it wasn't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, Let's just hop right in. Sounds good. Uh, all right, so we start with uh, a cold open, which was uh, the Easter Bunny and uh, his and pals do an Easter wish. Uh, let me just start by saying I love Bowen Yang.
1: Oh wow, I, what a what a what a shocker on this! Yeah, what a shocker. What a shocker. He's great. On this
0: Podcast in which we have an entire episode dedicated to just him. <laughs> Uh, He's only been on the cast for three years, and we have an episode <laughs> dedicated to just him. <laughs> that's right. Uh, no other, no other performer on SNL right now could do the Easter Bunny in the right way. Yes. To, to, to say the words that he had to say, and yeah, make no, enjoyable. <laughs> he, you.
1: You make a good point. He has a great way of like fulfilling this like role of I don't want to be here. But this is I'm I'm still gonna give it my all uh in like a snarky sort of vibe and it's 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 very he he's very good at it. It's it's uh, his it's sort of best. thing.
0: Uh. uh so this entire cold open is what we call the character carousel. We just get like yep. thirty second increments of just like characters either that you know and love or that are just fun and zany. This one is know and love for the most part. <laughs> yep. Uh we'll get into it. Uh, so we start off with back-to-back heavy hitters. Yep. Uh, we have uh, Kate McKinnon as uh, Dr. Fauci. Uh, always a classic. Always a classic. And this one is great because at this point, like everyone has pretty much said that we're just going to live with COVID. So, so she comes on and she's like, I'm not going to try to give you any precautions. I know you're not going to follow them. If you've got the vaccine, you're good. And if you don't, uh, I don't really care. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, I, there's really not much more than we can say than, like, this is, this is a bit we've seen before. It's a good bit. Happy to have it on board.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it was good because, you know, there was nothing, like, really important for, like, him to say. Otherwise, they would have done another CDC players uh, mm. cold open. So I think it was good to just keep it at, like, a very short 30-second bit. Get in, get out. Uh, We followed up with uh, Cecily Strong as Marjorie Taylor Greene, which, another just heavy-hitter, (laughs) quality-fucking character, uh, holding a a full-ass chocolate gun.
1: (laughs) Yep, it was very good. It was so realistic. Yeah, no the the way they do the paint, and it could have just been spray painted, and it's just the way it looks. But it, it looked it looked like it was made of chocolate, and that's it's just it's very special. I don't know like that you're thinking about like I I was thinking about like, hey, is it gonna melt in her hands? Is it, yeah. it, is, it
0: it's, is she gonna bite the fucking
1: the uh, barrel
0: off? That, that would have been so cool
1: if they put like a real piece of chocolate on the very end. Uh, <laughs>
0: It definitely anyway. would have melted because you had to stand under those stage lights. <laughs>
1: You're right. Still though. Although I
0: think they make no melt chocolate, but I don't know.
1: God, you can't trust that. Yeah, right. You can't trust it like that.
0: Uh, then we get. Uh, I think it's our first recurrence of Chris Red as Eric Adams, Mayor yes! of New York. Yes. Uh, <sighs> and uh, this is—he is such a fun character. I don't know if it's anything mm. like eric adams the actual mayor mayor (laughs) because i don't listen to him talk because yeah uh let's face it every mayor is gonna be fucking up
1: (laughs) it's true (laughs)
0: that's the entire role they should all be booed because they are inherently bad people
1: (laughs) yes all all true facts
0: but chris red does an amazing eric adams of just pure hype beast (laughs) yep (laughs) he's just hype about everything and this was a day or so after uh, the subway shooting in Brooklyn?
1: Uh, no, after they turned the... The, yeah. uh, the shooter turned themselves in. Oh, yeah. I think the I think the shooting hours. was like a week ago. Oh, 30 hours? No, okay. no. He
0: said it only took like 30 hours to catch him.
1: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha.
0: Which, you know, but, uh... pretty good for the New York Police Department. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the way that he's like, shooter, caught, sexy, back what's up bitch i'm from new york it's just like oh.
1: <laughs> like that's chris red is a uh uh a uh, catchphrase machine <laughs> that's his thing you don't get uh, we do not have very many catchphrase people in this cast of snl and it's good to have one person picking up the slack
0: from the usual catchphrases because the average has not changed <laughs> that's right <laughs> Oh. Uh, also, 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 he got in a solid Mets burn. I do have that in my notes, so I do want to make sure that we touch on it. That it was a solid Mets burn. That we throw a parade every time the Mets finish a season. <laughs>
1: uh, amazing.
0: Uh, so then we get uh, the worst. Yeah, probably the worst actual. Uh, the worst character in the character carousel. We get Mikey Day as elon musk listen there's a lot of hate on mikey day on this podcast and i don't understand the slander <laughs> <laughs> a Hi, lot of mikey yeah i don't day know who's as a person
1: <laughs> who's the person who's who's saying all these horrible things about mikey day i don't know i don't know where they are
0: connor in the hot like, dog costume
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all want to find who's doing this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, fuck him. It's a bad role. Um, he was, did a bad job.
0: Listen, I understand that like Elon offered to buy, uh, offered to buy Twitter like six hours before SNL <laughs> went on. So you have to mention it. It's yeah. just unfortunate that nobody has a good Elon Musk impression nor good jokes about Elon Musk.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yes.
0: Although I will say, I did giggle when. When he was like, "That was a joke." Do you get it? Because I said, "Ha ha ha." Afterwards, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see. I see the threat of funny."
1: Yeah, that was when Mikey Day broke character. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, it's, it's just—it's uh, not very. It's you're, you covered all the bases on that. It's not a—it's not a good impression. There weren't good jokes. They probably wrote it in six hours. No, <laughs> no need to get too. <laughs> to work I up need to get it. to in the weeds
0: about it. Uh, then we get uh, Chloe Feynman uh, returning as uh, Britney, her Britney Spears impression. I don't know enough about Britney Spears to like decide if it's a good impression or not. Therese, my partner always says uh, that it's not. She's always like, it's not that good. <laughs> but everything I read online says it's pretty good, so I have no <laughs> idea what to believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I... I... All I know is that whenever she does the impression, I'm not happy. so I don't know whether it's a good or a bad impression. I just like can we move on?
0: I, yeah, I feel like it's hard because all she did was dance moves for this and there were no like actual jokes.
1: Yeah, I think the joke is just like haha Britney Spears, huh Remember remember when <laughs> when when this was the whole joke?
0: I mean we did get the update that uh, she is free, which good on SNL. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, I think I think also it probably hit pretty well with uh, the crowd just because it was a good impression for a crowd that would go see a Lizzo double feature. Sure. Uh, anyway, we move on to Kyle Mooney's Jared Leto, which was like fun. excellent costume. It an excellent... Yeah, <laughs> it was an excellent costume, uh, and we get this great joke that Jared Leto does in fact dress like Jesus.
1: <laughs> yep and it's an easter show and it works it's very good
0: mm-hmm. we get a solid Morbius burn of if you're someone who likes to review movies please don't go see Morbius <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> it's just not a movie for you <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, and then so we're finishing up uh Bowen is saying like goodbye to the camera and then uh James Austin Johnson kicks in the door of the set And says, not so fast. Uh, And Donald Trump walks onto the stage. Yep. I, you know, we talked about it a lot in the Scrapped recording. But it's just, it's not, the problem is is that you've got this great bit, right? Mm -hmm. James Austin Johnson does a terrific Trump when he's being, like, off the cuff and fun with it, where he's just taking, like, the last sentence of the, the last word of the sentence he just said as the jumping off point for the next sentence
1: yeah (laughs) exactly
0: you mentioned this in the scrap recording uh but anyway fucking uh but like you can't always have him on yes first off he's not the president anymore so there's no excuse where it's like oh we have to because he's the president yep not to mention anytime he's on you can't have the actual president on because the guy who plays biden is the same fucking guy (laughs)
1: God, I do want a pre-record of, like...
0: Of them interacting with each other?
1: Yeah, like, even if it's, like, a a mid-Pete Davidson rap music video featuring those two. Like, I...
0: I really want it. I think the biggest problem, though, is that I'm giggling the entire time he's on still. I'm just Mm -hmm. worried that, like, you're gonna use it too much, and we're never gonna No, they've used it too much. I mean, (laughs) yes...
1: The problem, like, yeah, what this should be a time where James Austin Johnson walks on in his Trump costume and everyone cheers for two minutes before he can start his set. Because it's a really good set. You just need, you need absence so that your heart can grow any element of fondness. (laughs) Because otherwise... We're just goddamn sitting here being like, oh, it's another fucking Trump bit, and you shouldn't be like that with one of your strongest recurring bits. (laughs) It's not cool.
0: Yeah. Uh. Ugh. Alright. Fucked up. Plus, you know, we're all doing like Easter wishes. Wouldn't it be great if he came on as Biden and Biden's like Easter wish was for everyone to stop talking about how he should cancel student debt? <laughs> or, or you know, you know that's that's off the dome piece right now. Fucking like, I'm sure we yeah. can come up with a better bit. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, th- yes, this, these are good things. <laughs> these are all good ideas.
0: Uh, uh, all right, we can move on to the monologue.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I get it that people love like Liza. Listen, I understand that Liza's gimm- gimmick of like pure positivity. And like love and acceptance is great, and it should be out there and stuff. It's just not for me.
1: Yes, it is. However, very much for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I can't. I, I, I just that's not like how I derive entertainment. And also, it becomes an issue when you decide to do that instead of jokes during an SNL monologue.
1: <gasps> oh, she had some jokes. It was a good time. Uh, really I don't know. Like she's... her
0: joke about remember that TikTok I did. Oh, that's a great joke, right? And the joke was that, like, I don't know why people think I, I, I'm I, having Chris Evans' baby. Maybe it's because I said I am. <laughs> How that's is that a, a joke? joke? That's not a joke.
1: It's a joke.
0: Oh, come on. That's barely a joke.
1: <laughs> it's a joke. The delivery needed a little work, I guess. Because, uh, you know, it, instead of instead of her, like, burying the lead... She wasn't burying the lead as well as she could have at the very beginning... Uh, and then the her delivery of the punchline was in like this was up voice rather than a punch. So like it was just it was the delivery was so a little punch, awkward for it. The to... punchline
0: was remember that TikTok I did where I said this thing.
1: The punchline was well I guess I do, I never saw that TikTok. So Neither to me did I, the joke so was Yeah.
0: <laughs> well it's not
1: remember, it's it's saying, hey, it's so weird that everyone thinks that this thing is happening when you're the one that made that thing happen like that's a joke that is yeah, that listen, is a listen, joke listen, it
0: has the elements of a joke
1: <laughs> it's a joke it could have been better told but it's but i, I peroxide like
0: it. has the elements of water and you can't drink that <laughs> fuck <laughs> and listen listen lizzo does an amazing job in the rest the rest of the episode so like this is it's, it's fine if the monologue is the weakest part i just wish there were jokes <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I.
0: Also, also, I am a known hater of the sappy "Look how far I've come" monologue.
1: Yeah, no. If I if I recall, there were about three different times in this monologue where you could check off the uh, Billy didn't <laughs> like this bingo card. Specifically, when I believe she says exactly the words "Look how far" or uh, <laughs> "And now I'm on SNL." That's it.
0: <laughs> uh, it was literally going down the checklist of like what ma- what I hate in monologues. Also, just having the audience like sing back part of your song in the middle of it while like fun and cute. Also, could have been used to make a joke instead.
1: Yeah, it could have. I, I guess I'm just violently not mad at it. It's just, it's just a bunch of. It it was it was a it was a a nice person that's fun to listen to. Saying a bunch of nice things, and then the monologue ended. Mm-hmm but yeah enough on that let's get to the yeah
0: let's get, get to, to the, the meat of it
1: let's get to the funny
0: uh so next up we have uh for the third week in a row a game show sketch after the monologue <laughs> yep. i don't know why snl and like each time the game show has gotten less and less like exotic in what we're doing with it <laughs> yeah to the point where this one the gimmick of the game show is I am go is that the host is going to read a question, and you are going to give the answer to that question. That's right. And that is it. That is the entire gimmick of this game show.
1: Yep. Which is good. I mean, it, it's it's very rare to see such a focused sketch in SNL. I guess the joke here is we're 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 just here to do a regular ass game show, and we invited. Two people that want to play this regular ass game show and one person that wants to cause trouble <laughs> and so Lizzo answers a question and then uh, it was like uh, it was like uh, uh, a uh, the
0: answer the answer was supposed to be John F. Kennedy
1: yes and yes he said, it's
0: Bobby Kennedy <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. and then uh, and then uh God, who was Chris red?
0: Chris Red was the third it was uh ego Lizzo Chris Red. Yeah,
1: so uh, so Chris Red answers J- John Fritz John Fitzgerald Kennedy, um, and uh, and then he gets the point, but Lizzo doesn't, <laughs> and she says, "Wait a minute, that's what I said," uh, and uh, and so uh, the the joke here is that she refuses to accept any ruling by the judge or play the game by the rules, and she is slowly gaining control of this show by virtue of the fact. <laughs> that she's saying things that make the other people on the show want to listen to her
0: yeah I will say that this was probably the weakest sketch for me this entire uh this entire show really it's, it's just it's because and we talked about it a little bit on the scrapped recording uh it's just that this entire sketch stinks of like n- bad improv and just awkwardness yes to me and I don't like that
1: no, that's fair. Like, that's fair.
0: It, it like it feels like uh, in a sketch you generally want to have uh, two people with opposed goals, uh, and they're both but they're both established in the same universe. They're, there's a difference between saying no and uh, like you saying no and your character saying no, and this. And this, I understand that it's a written sketch, and that like these are the lines that they decided on. But the entire time in the back of my head, I'm just like, oh man, Liz was just deciding to be a nuisance, <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't fair because it's a written thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you've covered both elements where this is annoying, but it also is is you shouldn't judge it by those uh by those uh metrics. And uh uh again, we'll we'll run out of uh, we'll run out of shit uh, that we've already said, but. Uh, uh what i i said in response to that was the fact that uh uh lizzo if this was a kyle mooney sketch if kyle mooney this if this sketch was done on a night that we didn't have lizzo kyle mooney would be playing this role and this sketch would be terrible there would be so much dead air after everything he said you'd just be like Okay, I can we just move on? I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Kyle Mooney's just being an asshole to <laughs> to people, and everyone's being awkward about it. But Lizzo has so much charisma that she is able to deliver this character that like becomes the mayor of Game Town by <laughs> by uh, by uh, just talking to by just like like <laughs> causing trouble on this show. Like she she can play a troublemaker better than uh, than Kyle Mooney can in this way. Yeah. And uh, it elevates the scene into something that's actually very strong to me.
0: Yeah, I will say that, like, I was, I did laugh during it, but the entire time I'm just a little uncomfortable with the pure animosity between the two characters. <laughs> yeah. Also, I will say, Mayor of Game Town is a great, is a great title to bestow upon an improviser who found the game. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'll just, just mayor, being, mayor of gametown is like such a solid concept alone we should have had a whole sketch just on that
1: <laughs> yes uh mayor of gametown is is i it's so if i go on google if i go on youtube and search uh uh mayor of gametown and that is not what the sketch is actually called you failed <laughs> because that is such a good thing
0: oh uh yeah. Uh, so next up, we get uh, the pre-record, which is uh, a, TikTok, uh, a TikTok sketch. This is the first time we've seen it since Billy Eilish did uh, Double Duty. Yep. Uh, and this one is much better than the Billy Eilish one. It is. Uh, again, first off, it actually has, like, a rule of threes and ends on a punchline instead of having the punchline in the middle of the sketch, like they did in the Billie Eilish one. Uh, in this one, we get a solid rule of threes where – it starts where we see james austin johnson running on all fours and he's talking about how like this is day 350 whatever of me doing this Testosterone's off of the charts yeah. <laughs> which is just such a solid line to have at the end of any of these <laughs> yep yep uh, it, we, get, we get halfway through ego reacting to this video so it reminds us that it exists and then we get the punchline at the end in which the mom says i'm sending your father up there to make sure you're studying the father breaks in, and it's fucking, uh, and it's fucking James Austin Johnson on all fours, and you hear "Dad, please walk normally. <laughs> and then it ends. It's, it's like a solid rule of three punchline, perfect. And then in between, we just get all of these fucking hilarious five-second bits. Yep. Special shout that, uh... out to my favorite. Oh, yeah. Special shout out to my favorite part, which was uh, Sarah Sherman and Lizzo. Sitting in a podcasting studio and Sarah Sherman's like, what are your favorite curse words? And then she drops a ton of them and then they're just laughing. You scroll away for like a minute and then you come back and they're still laughing. And then Sarah Sherman eats the mic.
1: <laughs> God, it's so good. Such, so good. Such
0: a good decision. The manic laughter followed by just a
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> eating a microphone is very rarely not a good gag. Like it's, it's, I love it so much. <laughs> very rarely. No, that's a double negative. Anyway, uh yeah, it's a it's a strong sketch. It uh you told me uh I remember the, you last time we the, there was the TikTok sketch, I hated it. Um and I said this just doesn't work, and then you convinced me that yes, this sketch could work. And this is an example of this sketch working. It mm-hmm. just it it's very very good. It I, I <laughs> the the punchline is so brilliant. It's very good.
0: SNL SNL uh, has a hard time uh handling TikTok. Uh in which in which so far they've done probably like five or six TikTok sketches.
1: And one of them worked. One of them
0: worked. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, but anyway, we move out. We move out of uh of the TikTok pre-record into the black eyed peas sketch. <laughs> and oh boy, this is a fucking solid sketch. First off, first off, I think it's fun that they reminded us how like how like out there their names all were for like two thousand eight, <laughs> two thousand nine. <laughs> in which uh in which they mentioned that William is actually Will I am <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, they had a, They had an actual band member named Apple D. App, and a band member named Taboo.
1: Well, I guess since we've Fergie named three also. of them,
0: yeah. <laughs> none of none of these. When Fergie
1: is your most normal name,
0: you've you've got a you've got a fucking problem. <laughs> but anyway, the entire gimmick of uh of the sketch. I don't know if it is true or not. Uh, I read somewhere. I read somewhere that insinuated that Lizzo might have been in the recording studio for the Black Eyed Peas as a producer. I have no it idea. Just makes it I have no idea if it's true or not, but I read it on the internet, so it's gotta be. Yep. Uh, and so her and Edie Bryant uh, play producers for the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, and fucking uh, and pretty much they're like. Hey, so, uh, so we're recording these songs, uh, what do you got so far? And they're like, gotta get that boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and they're like, why are you saying, why are that, you saying... That
1: was, that was what we gave you to, like, test for the rhythm. You were supposed to put words to that. <laughs> gotta get that boom, boom, boom.
0: <laughs> Alright, what about boom, boom, pow? <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs>
1: Uh, this I'm... sketch had a lot of things that i really liked um it was incredibly specific it is it is the kind of thing where like this is this is not a your parents would understand this unless your parents are not much older than us <laughs> like this is this one is is specifically for the generation of people that went to uh, uh bar mitzvahs and sweet 16s that were just only only black-eyed piece music <laughs> because this is this is that kind of this is that genre of uh of music and uh yep it's just it's just fun to he- hear them do this thing and they were songs that were essentially about nothing even like one of them was introduced as yes we're going for a song with the concept of tonight that's not a concept <laughs> i mean that is it is it is very barely a concept
0: yeah, yeah, it's all—it's all just talking about how the fact that the lyrics to Black Eyed Peas songs are not are not lyrics—they're They are actually placeholder lyrics. Gotta yeah. get that boom, boom, pow. Uh, then Cecily Strong does an amazing Fergie impression, and we get a who's on who's on first style interchange between her and 80s for uh for Fergie's part of people in the place. <laughs> okay, well, what people? The people the ones the place. in the place. All right, but where are they? The place. Who's there? The people. The people! (laughs) Where are they going? They're going to the place.
1: (laughs) Uh. So, a lot of great stuff in this sketch. But I will say, uh, I'm very upset with the way the progression of the scene goes. It doesn't make sense. The first song they introduce, uh, Boom Boom Pow... The people there are frustrated with the Black Eyed Peas for the fact that they did not make lyrics to the song, uh, and then the second part of the sketch uh, tonight, the uh, people that are the people are excited at the fact that the song is about nothing. <laughs> there is no reason for them to have changed their minds, and then at the very end, we make a joke on uh, on hit song "Let's Get It Started," which once had a uh, had a, a, a rather hurtful name. Uh, that was then changed because uh, it was terrible. <laughs> and, uh, and they
0: do it. And they said, a that... Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: we need a, we need it to be a, a name, what was it? We need it to be something that's always gonna be okay. Yeah. We need to
0: we need to be able to say it forever. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my suggestion was if you wanna do that, it's it's a good punchline or it's it's one of the strongest like straight up jokes in the show. Um or not the show, the sketch. Um So but it makes more sense if you put let's get it started in between uh tonight and uh boom boom pow because they were very frustrated at the fact that the song wasn't about anything, and then do you now have a song that is about one very specific thing (laughs) that you definitely don't want it to be about, which would make them then relieved at the fact that tonight is about nothing. Mm Uh so that's, that's, that's my, that's my pitch. That's my answer to, if, if you, if you called me in at the very last second to get this, to fix this sketch, that's all I'd do.
0: Yeah. Listen, besides that, it's all very solid. I had a lot of fun in it and it's just very oh, yeah. fun to like relive this. This is, this is on like the same vein as the Weezer sketch from a few seasons <laughs> ago in which, uh, Matt Damon and, uh, Oh my God. What's her name? Uh, Leslie. Strong? Hmm.
1: Am I thinking something else?
0: Leslie Nielsen. Jones. Leslie Jones. Jones. Uh, Matt Damon. And Leslie I, I Jones.
1: put Cecily Strong and yeah. Leslie
0: Jones together. Oh. Uh. Uh. You had them just arguing about when Weezer was good, and they're, and they're, and one of them is very much like Pinkerton and before, and one of them is like Blue Album and after or whatever. <laughs> Oh, and it's just like... When
1: obviously the correct answer is never.
0: Uh, the correct answer is always. I'm glad <laughs> never do, and always. I'm glad that we do have the dia- diametrically opposed views <laughs> of Weezer.
1: <laughs> Weezer, I will I, I, I've I, said it before, I will say it again, I will never stop saying it. Weezer sounds like a bad Weezer cover band.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what makes them good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can support that. I, I don't, it's not like I don't listen to Weezer.
0: Exactly, all Weezer fans know Weezer is bad.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> but anyway, this falls into that where it's just super specifically about one thing, and we get that a few times in this uh, in this episode. We get just a few things that are about very like specific things that you, <laughs> that you might not like if you didn't grow up at the right time frame. You're not gonna get. <laughs> yep. Which is exactly the next sketch. Also, Ugh. Oh. Which is the Six Flags sketch? Oh my gosh! Uh, the Six Flags sketch is so funny. It just in the sense that it's so weird <laughs> that that like uh, if it if it doesn't have the right like people in the right roles, it's yes. not gonna work. And I think they casted it perfectly. Yes, I don't. I, Sarah Sherman. Uh, so so let's let's start with the the start at the beginning. Lizzo and Mikey Day are finishing up a date, and Lizzo has taken him home. Uh, and Lizzo says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you, I live with my grandfather. I hope that's okay." And he's like, "Yeah, no, I think that's really sweet that you live with your grandfather." And then Sarah Sherman comes on, in a bald man cap and like a shawl. And like ratty fucking like like full on hunchback, shoulders like wiggling as she moves to like simulate an old man. And uh. and then like just a funny old man voice leans into Liz and it's like, Oh, he's handsome and then suddenly the music hits and it's the six flags like theme from the commercials. And she rips off the shawl to reveal that she is the Six Flags old man who was dancing. Who like I was very hurt.
1: I was very hurt that, uh, uh, like you said, the Six Flags theme—that's Venga Bus by the Venga Boys. I wish there was a reference to to the those boys of
0: Venga, those no, good no, it's good the boys. Six Flags of Venga. theme, as far as I'm concerned. Um, um for people who might not have been either alive or aware in in uh a time frame of i want to say since i remember television to about 2012
1: it couldn't have been that long it must have been like 3 years
0: uh listen listen that is that is how long i remember actively seeing those commercials from uh, the first time i saw television to <laughs> About 2012 is when I started noticing, hey, the Six Flags commercials don't got that guy in it anymore. The entire commercial was just the theme music of dun 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 That. With this old man in like a three-piece tuxedo. Just dancing like a madman.
1: it's so good. In front
0: of a green screen. And on the green screen was just camera footage of Six Flags Park of like you going on the ride.
1: Well, no, he was – it wasn't just – there was, like, he would show up to people's houses and start oh, fucking yeah. dancing, and they'd get on the bus. Listen, the first, we like to first, party.
0: The first commercial was just him in front of a green screen dancing. And then when, once the character took off, like, Flo, like, Mayhem, you know, like, all of those, like, commercial, like, mascots, Yeah. then he started doing the, like, showing up to people's houses and dancing <laughs> commercials.
1: I thought flow. I my my knowledge of the timescale of this is because I thought flow was way uh, after this.
0: Flow has been around for over.
1: Oh, she's been around for a long time. Yeah, but I I well I have a distinct a memory of of uh of yeah, but I I have a distinct memory of Six Flags not running that
0: long. they like I, mean, I I mean listen, like flow is just a modern day representation. Even though modern day, she's been around for fucking like twelve fifteen years probably. Oh. Uh. Uh, anyway, anyway, so, you know, so this is just, like, a solid, like, shot of nostalgia for anyone who remembers those commercials. And then the song ends, and then Sarah Sherman continues her old man jiggle out into the other room saying that she's got to go get some tea. And Mikey Day is obviously perplexed. <laughs> I think, I think one of my favorite, like, one of my favorite jokes to just throw in at any point is somebody completely misunderstanding why someone is perplexed yes. about something? Yes. It's just always a solid line because then Liza, because then he goes, "I just have a few questions," and she goes, "I didn't really want to talk about it, but yes, my grandfather is white." <laughs> <laughs> Such a
1: good job. Ugh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and uh, the escalation. I, we we say this sometimes on the show how. Uh, Um, It is not Escalation to just add more of something, to just like, uh, to just, but in this, in this very specific case, um,
0: it is Escalation,
1: because it is, (laughs) because first her grandpa comes out and he is, he is the Six Flags guy who I'm looking up right now. His name is Mr. Six.
0: Oh my God. That's amazing. So yeah, yeah. Sarah uh... Sherman is playing Mr. Six. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then it turns out that her grandmother is here too, who is also. Uh, <laughs> it turns out that uh, that her grandfather is not the six. Oh, uh, sorry, her, her grandfather grand- is the Six Flags guy, but her grandmother is a Six Flags guy, and there is a convention of Six Flags guys that are coming to her house <laughs> to all t- <laughs> to all play poker. So i'll play poker uh also it should uh, be
0: fun it should be worth mentioning that ego plays uh, the grandmother six flags guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god so yes eventually there are and then uh at the very end the punchline is all of the people that came in through the front door the grandparents and now people that are coming down the stairs <laughs> are all do are all old six flags men that are doing the six flags dance
0: Oh, and then there's also just, like, a solid in-between, in-between, like, the dancing, which is the main part, and, like, kind of makes it a fish-in-the-blender sketch, because the fun is just the ludicrousness of it. Yeah. Uh, there's this solid, (laughs) there's this solid bit in which Mike, in which Mikey Day is, like, trying to be like, you know, you know, I don't want you to feel awkward about it, and then Lizzo's like, oh, don't worry, when I have sex with you, I'm not gonna feel a thing. (laughs) This recurring joke about how he has a small dick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, so good.
0: Oh, everything, everything about this sketch shouldn't work, except for the pure, just ludicrousness of the entire, like, aspect of it. Sarah Sherman at one point comes in and is like, oh, I got my hot tea, and then the music starts, and she just throws the tea back to start dancing. <laughs> a goes holding a laundry basket of red bow ties, and it's filled because they both, all, <laughs> because they both wear red bow ties at all times. <laughs> There's just so much like little things about like all right, so we have so we have uh, we have these two grandparents. They're both Six Flags guys. What else is this? Is a pure like if this is true, what else yes. is
1: true? Yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. That's what makes the sketch so delightful. Uh,
0: I I love every second of it.
1: <laughs> oh, very good, very good.
0: Uh, after that we get uh, a please don't destroy sketch.
1: Oh, yes, this is a very this good is, one. This
0: is another just solid sketch. Uh, it starts like a lot of them do in which uh, the three Please Don't Destroy boys are, uh, are sitting down uh, in their office with the host of, uh, of the week, and they're discussing a sketch idea, and then something else happens. Uh, and this one, this one has a really fun premise in which Lizzo is like, yeah, you know, I'm not that scared to host SNL, but I don't know if I'm going to come up with two new songs. <laughs> which is just such a fun bit as like person who's mainly mu- who's mainly been a musical guest who's like a musician not not worried about the acting part only worried yeah. that they're not going to be able to make new songs which they do all the time
1: <laughs> well, but also just the fact that she came on when you come on to SNL as a musical act you are either trying to just promote yourself and not playing two new songs or you're trying to promote an album or a project um and you already have the songs that you will play. The absurdity here is the fact that she showed up and she was like, "I need two new songs," <laughs> and she's talking to the three SNL writers, specifically yeah. three, three fucking
0: three safety <laughs> light.
1: That's right, oh. and she's like, well, "I need a I need a new black anthem." And then they're like, "Are you sure we should be writing this?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so. There's just, it's so good. It's just the fact that fucking like Liz was like, I, I don't have, I don't have new songs. You need to write me a new song. <laughs> I love that they were fucking like, uh, we can write like a white guy anthem. Uh, we shouldn't write a white guy
1: anthem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, well, the best joke in it is when uh, Dismukes comes in, in his standard Dismukes walks in as a page, but this time he's not a page. He's just Dismukes. Um,
0: I, I like the idea I mean... that this Mukes has both roles. He is both a page, a writer, and and, and, and a performer on SNL.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he walks up and he goes, uh, and he's like, uh, uh...
0: Hey, you got 10 he... minutes. So, so he, right. he shows up and he's like, hey, you got 10 minutes. And she's like, cool. And then he shows up a second time he's like, hey, you got five minutes. And those two new songs better be awesome or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's right. And then she looks at the Please then, Don't Destroy, but he's like, can he do that? And then just say, he's done it before. <laughs> he's done
1: it before. And then she's got this one point where it looks like all is lost, and she goes, ugh, I guess I'm just gonna have to go get murdered by Andrew Dismukes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, they said so many, there's so many jokes per minute in a Please yes. Don't Destroy sketch. Because there's also yeah. the running gag that is like, kinda into Martin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Point, and like to the point where like he starts singing a song about he loves his girlfriend and she pukes and he's like, Was it that bad? And she's like, You have a girlfriend?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they like they're they're internet funny. They they were from the internet, they write mm-hmm. good internet humor, and I I mean internet humor is full to the brim of jokes. And also those please don't destroy boys can write a throwaway gag. Where, like, they, they, the whole the whole joke is that you're saying something and not addressing it. It's good. It's a great time. Yeah. I, I love it.
0: <laughs> oh, and then right at the end, just horny zookeeper. Where they're like, we have this idea <laughs> for <laughs> a sketch that's like, you know, you're a horny zookeeper. And she's like, oh, I can make a song about that. That's right. <laughs> uh,
1: very strong. Very, very strong.
0: Uh, they always, listen, here's the thing. You don't get a Please Don't Destroy sketch every week. But anytime you do, it's always quality.
1: Yes, it's true.
0: Uh, so we get Lizzo's uh, first first song, uh, which I will say like had like well I, I liked this song a lot, but I think I liked it just because it did sample from Rapper's Delight, which I just love as a song. And I think I think that it's very fun that we are now in an age in which you can sample a song that was originally a sample of something else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it's gotta be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I should really listen to more Lizzo because I liked both her songs. I would really like them. It's something that I would listen if they, to. If they
0: come on, like I I'm not going to actively pick to listen. But if they come on, I'm not upset. Yeah, it's not it's not like LCD Sound System or something.
1: <laughs> LCD Sound System is one of those uh, is a is a band that uh, we we saw. <laughs> they were a they were a musical guest that when we saw them we sped up and then <laughs> ever since then we've been turning around and backing over them every once in a while
0: <laughs> listen listen it's important that we continue to take pot shots at the worst musical guests we've seen
1: <laughs> yikes not entirely unfair <laughs> god damn.
0: But anyway yeah listen, again like, like listen LCD- hey lcd
1: sound system call us uh we'll give you the one piece of advice you need to do to uh succeed uh which is fire that one guy <laughs>
0: Although I will say there are probably a ton of L C D sound system fans who are like, no, if you fire that one guy, then like how are we gonna know what word we need to repeat the entire song <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you know, like we always say, if if a musical guest like does anywhere from average and up, we don't have much to say because it's just because like we're not music people. Yeah. We like music, but we're not music people.
1: That's right. This is the kind of music that I would listen to. That is my, that is, that is the (laughs) highest, (laughs) one of the highest praises I can give
0: for this. I would love, I would love at some point for like someone that like either of us like really know well to come on, because then I think we'd have a lot to say, but I don't think that's (laughs) going to happen. Anyway, uh, next up we've got, uh, the Weekend Update. Uh, this crowd was not prepared for Weekend Update. This this crowd this crowd did, came oh, yeah. in came in, being like Lizzo's gonna Lizzo's gonna host and do a musical guest. This is gonna be a fun time of pure positivity. And then Michael Che and Colin Jost came out and they were like, <laughs> "What is this?" <laughs> the fact that the fact that Michael J Michael Che I don't think any of his jokes landed. I don't think anyone laughed, and they all just gasped at what he said. <laughs> he I
1: couldn't think, tell because Michael, I was too busy laughing.
0: Mike, yeah, Michael Che uh, didn't say didn't say anything like too like anything worse than what he's said before on SNL. And honestly, relatively, like his worst joke there was still like fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. This isn't, wait, did he do a
0: women drivers?
1: Because he does a lot of women drivers jokes that make you go like, Mike, this is the year of our Lord 2022.
0: He didn't do a women drivers joke. He did, he did a joke in which women apologize even when they're not at fault.
1: Yeah, I didn't get that one.
0: Uh, that one, that one was that she got hit by, some, she got like, she got hit by a car or something and then she said sorry. Ah, uh, okay. Like, it's not a great joke, but it's definitely not sure. like a, oh, the crowd's gonna get you. Yes. Oh. Oh, there was also a solid Ghostbusters joke though from my this one?
1: Oh yeah Oh my god, such a good <laughs> Ghostbusters There's joke. There's something
0: strange in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyway, yeah, this was not the crowd for weekend update. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Like, no, like I, I, like it doesn't it doesn't make
1: it. it a weaker weekend Update. <laughs> yeah, the weekend it's update was still fun. solid.
0: Uh, it's like when BTS was the musical guest. Uh, listen, that was just not a night for sketches or weekend update. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, we get one featured segment for this, uh, and it's a solid one. Melissa Villasenor knocks it out of the park as Cesar Perez, Colin Jost's driver. (laughs) It's so good. Melissa has, uh, has a habit of just consistently, like, posting on her Twitter about how she's not utilized enough. And listen, I mean, I'd
1: believe it if if we got more of this, I'd be happy. And yeah, we don't get problem, a lot of it. But
0: my my biggest thing is I've watched some of her stand up too. Not really my cup of tea for a lot of her stand up. Uh, I feel like there's like this. This is a very good. This is like peak performance for her. But the problem is this isn't av- this isn't like what you're going to consistently get. At least from what I've seen on SNL. Well,
1: I I think like. I, I think that it is very fair to complain about not being properly utilized on SNL because I think that if any show is going to not properly utilize its talent, it is going to be SNL. Uh, there's so many times, so many sketches where somebody is just in a bad role for them mm-hmm. to the point where we're cheering, we need to specifically celebrate sketches in which somebody was perfectly cast for this role yes. where you get your bow and yang as the easter bunny instead of mikey day as the easter bunny which in an in a not very far mirror universe that happened like the it's
0: what do you mean in, it, not I, very, I get in a not very far universe it's pete davidson
1: that would be awesome pete davidson would be exactly
0: pete davidson. that's another one where it's like oh we would have been like oh this is great yep but anyway uh but, anyway, but, like, yeah, Lisa the... Perez is hilarious. It's so good in which, in which, first off, first off, Melissa brought out a fucking, uh, like, stand-up comedy 80s mic to, like, do her set into, which is <laughs> so good. Uh... And she starts out, and she's saying some jokes, and then she makes fun of, uh, her cousin Carlitos, who collects lizards. <laughs> and the and the punchline is, hey, instead of getting a tenth lizard, why don't you get one girlfriend? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> which is just a
1: very 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 lukewarm joke like not no one would get hurt by
0: that joke <laughs> and then she breaks down uh, yeah, and just, oh carlitos i'm so I'm sorry, so sorry. I, you're
1: you you keep you keep having those lizards buddy you it's okay it's okay you'll get a girlfriend when you, or boyfriend when you're ready <laughs> and the running that's the running joke she uh she's she asks to do a she like sets up another joke and then she hard turns into increasingly being shittier to to Carly and then taking a whole minute to apologize to him and then Colin being like wow I'm sure it's okay I'm sorry like I I don't know what to I'm Colin Jost Uh, (laughs) he is Colin uh, Josting it a lot (laughs) it's just very (laughs) Colin Husband of famous Asian American actress uh, Scarlett oh Johansson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think my favorite. I think my favorite part though was after after uh, after the first Carlitos joke. Say uh, says C- that C- 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 Brad Stern then goes, uh, "Can we cut that?" And Colin Stearns is like, "We're no. famously alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: are famously live.
0: Which I think is always. I think that's such a good bit for SNL to do during weekend updates because they did it during the game of 1 2. Yep. Where it's just like, we're live. How do you It's in the famously title. Live. <laughs> it's in the title of the Oh. Uh. <laughs> Fucking and then right at the end, uh, you know, doing a full diatribe about how like you, you're, you're great. You're a wonderful person. You're gonna grow up into a great man. It doesn't matter if you're nerdy or this or that or the other thing because you can still grow up and be whoever you want. Just look at Colin Jost. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a solid Jost roast to end weekend update because that oh, whole like, is more Jost roast.
1: <laughs> yes, always roast Jost.
0: It's funny. Uh, so. I'm moving uh, into Jersey, and nearby Colin Jost is doing, like, a comedy tour <laughs> around the same time. And I'm like, oh, do I go? <laughs>
1: I'm sure it's, it's either going to be, like, very good, or it's going to be bad in a way that would be <laughs> fun to see Colin in this light.
0: I think it'll be good, because, you know, he is also the head writer of SNL. Like, he's not, like, yeah. he's not a bad comedian. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, like,
1: you know those times where you see someone that's like really good in one context and then you see their stand-up and you're like, wow, I actually like you a lot less?
0: That's Michael Che for me a little bit. He's very good on I believe update. It. Uh, watching his stand-up, it was alright.
1: Yeah, because I feel like he would just, when he's left to his own devices, lean into his worst, uh, uh, impulses. worst, <laughs> worst impulses and just like... I, I, I love that he loves making the audience uncomfortable, but like the ways in which he tries to make the audience uncomfortable and the ways in which he has a funny joke by making the audience uncomfortable never (laughs) overlap. It is always a good writer giving Michael Che a line to make the audience uncomfortable and then him delivering it well. That is always what happens.
0: All right, we'll move on to the next sketch, which is uh, the orgy planning sketch. This is another character carousel that SNL does so well. I think this one's a little bit different, though, just because I, I was thinking about this since we got the extra time. It worked so perfectly because everyone was already on stage, so you got just a little bit of a preview of pretty much of what everyone's character was going to be, without seeing them do anything yet.
1: <laughs> which is the sketch again?
0: Uh, this is the one in which Andrew Dismukes plays a new bo- plays like a slave boy.
1: Oh, yes. No, this one, this one uh, got a little trying on me for a little bit, but you are, re- like, the joke is strong, the idea is strong, and all the performances are on point, and you do get to see everything beforehand. It's all, it all works. I, I don't need it, but it's it's a very good sketch. Yeah. Or it, it, it's a good sketch.
0: Yeah, listen, on another night, this might, this might be, like, a very, very good sketch. On this yes. night, it's an average sketch, which says, which says a lot about, like, how good this episode is. Because the yes. sketch is pretty funny, you get you get solid, uh, <laughs> you get you get this mute's getting stanked, <laughs> in just in the funniest fucking like, I don't know how he manages to make like so little so good.
1: <laughs> God love him.
0: Uh, but anyway, I, I love the entire gimmick is just that uh, Cecily and Bowen are event planners for the, for like the Mad King in ancient wherever.
1: Yeah, they they do a they do their best to make it a very non-denominational ancient kingdom. <laughs> you've got you've got a lot of Roman stuff, a lot of Egyptian stuff.
0: They did some I Persian think they, they, they did like like in the cut in like the cut in. They do name a place. I just forget the place.
1: No, I'm I'm almost certain it is a fictional place. Yeah, probably. like I, I believe they came up with a fictional. I I don't remember to, it either, so it could move, be real. To be honest, absolutely. <laughs> like there's. I, it's very much a you couldn't have done this sketch if you played it different,
0: uh, and and the entire gimmick is just that the event planner like, well, you know, we need this event to be an insane orgy of of doom, uh, in order to really go yep. with his mad god king image. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a it's it's very like it's such a simple joke that like it it works. It's mm-hmm. it's the the fusion of this like orgy of doom, this this anarchic nonsense thing with regular planners like 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 uh uh fucking directors or or (laughs) or set managers or whatever they are uh just like trying to make sure everybody's in their places and doing the right things basically getting down the blocking of an orgy Uh is a fun (laughs) idea in and of itself and (laughs) and that's the whole thing is just a strong joke and then people riffing off of that joke for the whole time Mm -hmm. i think it goes on a little long i don't i some of the jokes I mean, you know, the, the escalation isn't really there. There's but no, again, there a strong no concept fun Yeah.
0: But uh, I will funder. say that Kate McKinnon is an MVP for making out with that GOAT. Oh, Jesus Christ. Good I was like, I can't her. believe she did it. Good for her. Yeah. There is so much respect that I have for that.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. God damn.
0: Uh, and I think I think the I think there it was a fun joke at the end that it was like you know some some NBC executives ten year old kid as, yeah. as, as the Mad God King.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a punchline. Is it a great punchline? No, it's a functional punchline, and that's more than we can ask a lot of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so after this, we get uh, Lizzo's second performance, uh, which was her song "Your Special." I, at least, I hope that's what it's called, because you say that every, like, ten, every ten seconds. <laughs> listen, listen, it's a solid Lizzo song. It's very much about positivity and loving yourself and all of that, which I've mentioned uh, a little bit earlier. Not for me. It's for other <laughs> people. It's not for me.
1: <laughs> Love it. Always here for it.
0: <laughs> but it's a good song. Uh, once again, yeah. if someone put it on, I wouldn't, like, complain. <laughs> uh, I think that's all yeah. we got for Lizzo 2, right? <laughs>
1: Yep, no, that's, 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 I like the music.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, if you want a better Lizzo dissection, find someone else. <laughs>
1: yeah, find, find LizzoCast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> find. find the LizzoCast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, the DeVry Symphony.
1: Ah, another winner.
0: Uh, this one. This one felt like average to me. It was, uh, it was like fine. yeah, yeah.
1: It was. Well, it's well, uh, what it is is genuinely, or I guess not as. It's it's a fusion of the more lukewarm, but still ultimately successful parts of both the uh uh orgy sketch and the opening sketch, or not the opening, the uh the uh
0: game show sketch.
1: Game show sketch. It's there's not really a lot of escalation. It's a strong concept. We just kind of do it for a while the characters are kind of fun and it happens the the whole story here is that we uh don't have a chief flautist i believe mm-hmm, yeah, uh that's and proper. uh yeah and uh 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 we uh this this one eccentric uh uh cast or uh, uh manager comes in and says i've got the best flautist in the world for you and she shows up she immediately knows how to play it the problem is she can only do it while twerking also she doesn't wear a suit and that's also an element of the joke um, and the also, whole thing also, is
0: Chris Red is playing like the most seventies character I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that is also the
0: manager is ripped straight out of the seventies.
1: <laughs> uh, and yeah, as it as it goes on, she uh, she uh, everybody loves her. The guy in charge is a little stuffy about her, um, and then uh, they say, "Well, we are we're the we're the the, the Vry Institute Orchestra." We can't. We not have. We can't have, we can't have one person. Yeah, we can't have one person twerking, and then uh, uh, AD Bryant comes up and says, "Then we will all twerk, and everybody twerks and plays their instruments, and it's fun." Mm-hmm. It's. I like. I. I'm sounding very down on this sketch because something didn't click for me overall. But yeah, like, it it's. It's not. It's hard to point out what it is. It's just. It, it's still funny. It still works.
0: there's just no escalation yeah i think it's just the lack of escalation the lack of like a real punchline over hot listen twerking yeah and it's like that's not a joke that's just a fact that's just a blocking motion
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's uh it's not listen. uh, listen. there were some
0: fun jokes in which in which the stuffy director was like we don't want that and then you know keenan and the guys like ah don't speak for everyone (laughs) that's right Uh, and then my other favorite was when everyone's like, "Yeah, come on, give her a shot, give her a shot," and then Kate McKinnon in the back on the heart just, "Don't be racist." <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, the Kate McKinnon giving the fucking death eyes.
0: <laughs> well, when you so put good. it that way.
1: <laughs> I don't know what this sketch needs to like be to be perfect. I don't.
0: I think it needs to be a different sketch to like, just just entirely. I feel like this is like a fun. This will be a fun improv scene. Yes. yes this is a bad sketch <laughs> it's not it's not a I, bad sketch it's just like this is a sketch that doesn't that doesn't like leave the starting gate I don't
1: I, I think that there's something you can do with this I think that you need to like rewrite the characters on a base level like it might just it might just need more it, it this might be a very sad situation where you just need more funny where <laughs>
0: you like <laughs> yeah, or you need more jokes probably
1: yeah, like maybe- maybe if there was less pointing out what was going on and more making jokes on the- on the situation, Heighten- Heighten- you- know, this is it. This is- if you really want a very simple answer, make- uh, instead of making the, uh, the stuffy head of the group, uh, the, uh, like just a-, a kind of stuffy milk toast loser, uh, make him a hyper-stuffy antagonist, and then make the jokes at his expense. Then we have something. We can go somewhere. Everybody's, everybody's getting more and more into the thing. But this guy, he, he's got to go. And so we shout him out. And then uh, Chris Red is now in charge of uh, yeah, uh, doing uh, it. And now we're playing a completely different song. And, uh, and it's, all, it's all like, I, like maybe that's the way to do it. But the, the sketch as it is, is just a little lukewarm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, then we move into our 10 minutes to one sketch. The oh, Baby was... sketch. Ha! Ah! Which, which is the third in their three oh. just hyper-specific, you-had-to-be-there type of sketches. Oh. Oh. I feel like this was at one point a Cut for Time sketch. Because mm. when I watched it live with my partner, she said that, uh... She said, that, like, I've seen this sketch before. And I and I sometimes walk, like, the Cut for times with her. So she's like, mm-hmm. I have seen this before. This is They've redone this sketch. And I'm like, hmm it's like the sarah lee sketch because you can find the cut for time version and then there's the harry styles version
1: Mm. i think sarah lee needs to stop going to so many three ways i think you're right (laughs) anyway
0: this this so so it starts off as a pretty like normal in quotation marks 10 minutes to one sketch in which uh andrew dismutes and lizzo are a married couple uh, and Andrew needs just quit his job so that they can do whatever they want. And he's like, "We're millionaires. We've got investments. I've got my beanie babies," which, like, which like inherently itself could have been the full sketch is him finding yep. out that his beanie babies are worthless and freaking out.
1: Yes. But... Also, it could be a fun sketch to be the landed elite of beanie baby billionaires. Like, I that is also a fun world to explore. It you've opened yourself. That sentence is a beautiful sentence that opens yourself up to worlds of possibility, and all of them are wonderful.
0: I think. I think if this was a sketch show, we would have seen the landed gentry of the billionaire beanie babies, but because it's a ten minutes to one sketch, we have to go back into the real world. <laughs> sure. Because, because like you can't, you can't just like touch on it and not fully explore that for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, he finds out that his Beanie Babies are pretty much worthless, and he freaks out, he slams the Beanie Baby case, like, onto the, onto the ground, and is freaking out. And that could have been the whole sketch, right? Figure out how to escalate from there. No. Instead, they decide, we're gonna make a hard left turn. <laughs> In which Andrew's is like, maybe I just start drawing Mario professionally. <laughs>
1: No, no, no! He's the best Mario drawer I've ever seen in my life. Lizzo's Lizzo's doubling down on every stupid thing Dismuke says. First off, Dismuke's except, just like for, for some the fact reason that
0: being a professional Mario drawer is not a real job. That is the that's only right. thing she doesn't believe. That's right.
1: <laughs> oh my god! That's, yeah, that's that's so that's that's a very underrated bit that I think needs to be done more. Where like somebody mentions a list of insane things and then one person picks only one of those insane things that isn't okay <laughs> the rest <laughs> of it perfectly lines My, up Fem- no no you don't understand these are the best drawings of mario i've ever yeah, seen yeah this looks like a
0: shitty a shitty drawing on like lined paper uh, that's, that is Mario in green, and the other two couples are like, isn't Mario supposed to be in red? Isn't green Luigi? And Lizzo's like, no, you don't have to lie to him. That is an objectively perfect Mario. Which is just,
1: and Lizzo delivers it so perfectly.
0: Uh, it's so, it's, it's so fun. Oh. And then, and then, so it it kind of ends where they're like, where Lizzo and Disney are like, no, we're gonna separate, and I'm gonna go become a professional Mario drawer. And then, and then it cuts. No,
1: you're, no, he doesn't say they're gonna oh. separate. She says, "Uh, he's uh, she's pregnant, uh, with his baby." Um, and uh, then they celebrate, and then the credits roll, oh. and he mentions that he ran away that night <laughs> to Japan, and now he's the most famous Mario. He now he works for Nintendo and is the most famous Mario drawer in the world. <laughs> And he's writing this to his son, who
0: he's asking to stop calling him because it makes him sad. <laughs> oh, this is this is like this is a perfect this is this is a perfect ten minute to one sketch.
1: Yes, no, this is I I love if, if this sketch didn't uh, exist,
0: then I think Six Flags would have had to come here as another perfect ten minutes to one sketch. Yep. But this one, this one is solid. I really like and like and like it follows the idea that ten minutes to one is weird. But because weird is in fashion now, with uh, with the eighteen to thirty five demographic, the YouTube generation, as I call them, <laughs> uh, because because like comedy nerds really like the fucking weird shit. You got to put it on earlier now. Uh, the ten minutes to one can still be weird. It's just got to be weird in a different way. And yeah. this, I think, is perfect. In which you take, in which you take very normal. You took this entire story is relatively normal if you if you don't if you take out like if you black eyed peas it and take out the specifics a man and (laughs) wife have investments that they find out are worth nothing she's pregnant he leaves to find a new job and abandons his family
1: yeah if this was an nft sketch it would suck
0: Mm -hmm. that that is a normal (laughs) that is a normal story but all they did was they took they took out investment and put in beanie babies and then they took out leaves to get a new leaves. the family to get a new job and put in professional Mario drawer, <laughs> which which Perfection. is such which is such like a, like there like there are animators right <laughs> that that will professionally draw Mario. <laughs> but no no no, he's a professional Mario drawer. <laughs>
1: That's right. Is he a concept artist? No, he is a professional Mario drawer. We have him on staff to draw Mario. Oh. Uh, but uh but yeah no this uh this sketch is that's a that like like Solid <laughs> i went up i left later that night and i uh, went to japan and i became uh uh <laughs> the most famous mario drawer that's that's a pretty good for someone that died later they that day line that's like <laughs> that's up there with horse sketch like that's how good mm. this is
0: yeah yeah the famous horse sketch
1: the famous horse sketch uh
0: all right so uh every week uh we do uh uh, superlatives uh, for the week. We have an Offensive Player of the Week, Defensive Player of the Week, and Sketch of the Night. We're going to start with Offensive Player of the Week, as we always do. The Offensive Player of the Week is uh, someone who plays the weird character. They're very strong in scenes. Uh, you know, they're, They generally are the person who brought the weird to the scene in order for it to move forward. Uh, and is generally the focus. Uh, with that being said, I assume we both have the same person for this? I don't think so. Really, I'm doing Lizzo. Lizzo is the offensive player of the week for me. She was the weird in a lot of scenes. She's, ob- she's super charismatic. She's very much, like, able to command a stage presence. And she was allowed to be weird and do the weird things and continually—and, like, she didn't do any defensive work. She was all offense.
1: I So I would disagree. I, I would say she definitely did defensive work. I was going to give her defensive, though you are right— she commanded scenes. She was in charge. So I'm I'm leaning up. She was she was a star player of this show. I I don't know where to put her of the two. I would argue that she was defensive. She made scenes that wouldn't otherwise work work. She yeah. was always there. She could she can always return a line back to you. She's a good scene partner. All of these things are very defensive, but you are right. She could also bring the weird. I'm going to for offensive put Chris red because uh, he did a really great job tonight. and if I could put Lizzo in either spot and I can give Chris Red a spotlight for this, I'm gonna do it. Um, he did a great job with the mayor of New York. He did an awesome job with the uh, with the um with the man with the '70s manager. He just every time he showed up, he had a brand new character, something cool, well not brand he new. He had Apple a very D. powerful <laughs> character. I <laughs> yeah. He, 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 every time he was on stage playing something, he gave it his all and he could command a scene for whatever he needed to do for that. So I'm going to give him offensive merely just so that he can be on the board, but you are right. Lizzo is a great offensive Mm -hmm.
0: pick. Uh, yeah. So we can go over it when you give her defensive player of the week. I am interested in what like specifically she defended in, in the show. Not necessarily that she has the ability to be defensive, but specifically, uh, but anyway, uh, We'll move on to Defensive Player of the Week. Defensive Player of the Week is, as Connor mentioned, they're someone who turns bad scenes to good, or at least average. Uh, they are generally the building blocks. They're generally uh, generally going to be the straight man. They don't have to be, but uh, they will generally be the normal person in a scene. Uh, and their job is just to push the weird up and make sure that we see it and laugh at it.
1: Yep. Uh, if you want two examples for Lizzo as best defensive player, mm-hmm. she was the backbone of the... Uh, um, bus sketch the uh the six flags um okay, that's fair. he was a uh, uh, she set up all of these uh all of these situations for the uh the uh, uh players to do their thing and she also had solid jokes on top of that able to play off of the weirdness just very good there she was a very low-key character in the uh she was the weird of the uh uh, uh philharmonic sketch but uh she was a very low-key character in it she her whole thing was just that she played while twerking, and she was able to hold that. And again, can still deliver the funny, can still be there. A lot of defensive players don't deliver the funny as much as they set up the funny. She can do both, um, but regularly she gives the backbone to a sketch. And she, uh, I don't think there was a sketch that would otherwise. Uh, oh, also, she bolstered uh, uh, Dismukes so hard in the last. <laughs> one. Like without Dismukes, would not have flown as high without her hyping him up. So she's just defensive, just again very offensive, but also very defensive. Just an excellent performance tonight.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have anyone who actually now that you've like specifically like laid it out has played more defense in this episode than her.
1: You can give her both. I Fuck am it. giving
0: her both. No, I'm giving her both. She nailed it. <laughs> she listen. I don't often. Often either as an offensive and defense. I think Lizzo deserves both at this point. You're right because she saved Mayor of Game Town. Yes. Yeah she saved mayor of gametown she is the backbone of the six flag sketch which is a which is a lot of points for me uh for that just because uh spoiler that's gonna be my sketch of the night <laughs> <laughs> so uh so if you're the defensive player in that yeah yeah definitely lizzo is also my defensive player uh so we've got so last things last we've got uh sketch of the night this is just our favorite sketch of the episode uh, I already said mine's going to be the six-leg sketch. It's just, it's weird, it's niche, and it's just so, like, there's the aspect of, like, Fish in the Blender where you've got this old man just dancing to the music, and he's throwing shit out of his hands in order to do the full dance moves. That just <laughs> makes him like, so happy. And then afterwards, oh. my favorite is that Sarah Sherman comes out, it's like, I've got my hot tea. The music starts. She throws it up, does the dance, and then immediately after, oh, I spilled my tea, and then went back to get more. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love this sketch so much. Uh, Connor, do you have a sketch of the week?
1: Yep. Uh, it's got to be Beanie Babies for me. Mm-hmm. It, it tickles a lot of my favorite things. It's just it, the layers of weird, the way they interact, the, everything that's – the performances, it's just it's, – it is a joy to watch. I love I love all the possibilities I love how it explores those possibilities um you kind of forget that the other people are in the scene yeah <laughs> uh but like between between lizzo and Dismukes, they can just they they essentially just gave like this this two-part monologue this like whole arc of these characters and the, and then and then uh, nothing nothing makes me happier than a uh, a freeze frame and then a pretty good for a guy who died later that day style like uh hard hard left turn right at the end like third left turn at the end it's just it it hits a lot of my favorite things and it's uh it's definitely my schedule
0: uh so that's what we thought uh if you have thoughts and you want to email us tell us how great lizzo is tell us how bad lizzo is i mean we'll read it to make fun of you to make we will Uh, You can email us at billyhatemail at gmail.com. That is the real email address. Uh, We check it occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And until next time, uh, support local comedy. So long, everyone. Bye.